Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Lord, we give you worship this morning. You are worthy of our worship. You are worthy of our praise. You have never changed. You have not changed towards us. You have not changed towards your word. And Lord, you are worthy of our worship this morning. You don't have moods. Lord, you are worthy. You are worthy of our worship. You are worthy of our praise. And just tell them this morning, I give that to you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Church shouts. Praise you, Lord, this morning. Pretty good on the worship today. Pretty good. B plus. Weren't loud enough. Got to clap more. So you got to learn to put that stuff on now. Some of you come in and your worship is, is gauged on how you feel. You're strong held. That's what I'm preaching about today. See that segue? You got to come in here and you just give God worship according to who he is, not according to how you feel. Not according to the song. And suddenly you'll break through. You'll break through. If you let your feelings run your life, they will. It's called the carnal mind. It's nothing more than gas. You might as well burp your whole life. There's just nothing more than gas. That's all it is. Don't be ruled by your feelings. You gotta pull those things off and you have to live according to the word of God. Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Just like Jesus is obedient, you make your thoughts be obedient. That's what you do. No matter what. No matter what happened. No matter what happened on the ride here. No matter what happened during the week. You know, right now it's kind of a tough time to live in America. It is. Not, I mean, for everybody else but us. And I need to, I need to preach better. I, do, I need to preach better. Because a lot of you still think that you're involved in the United States economy. You are if you don't tithe. If you don't tithe... Biden is in charge of your money. Just know that. Just know that. Biden is in charge of your financial future. So is the UN, Lloyds of London, the WEF. I'm not part of that society. My citizenship is in heaven. Gold will fall from the sky. Manna will fall from the sky. You and I will be made rich while everybody else gets poor. You'll only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. But you have to be strong right now. You have to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Every, every day we see stupidity and insanity. We had a transgender person in the White House until the current El Presidente... that he was, what, 74 days into being a woman? He was 
74 days into being a woman, and the president responds with, God love you. That's where we are. You need to understand that this is where we are. Why, why are we there? Because of the church. Because nobody's scared of the church. The church is scared of the world. The church complies with the world. The, the church thinks that it's an attribute to be cooperative. Was Jesus cooperative? With the Sanhedrin, was he? Now what about obeying the laws of the land? Well, yeah, the reasonable laws of the land. You don't murder. That's in the Bible. You don't steal. That's in the Bible. Those are the reasonable laws of the land. Today, if you drive 85 miles an hour down 41, which is a, has a posted speed of 45 or 55, and you see blue lights come on behind you, you don't go, well, Tom told me not to obey the Sanhedrin. <laughs> You're going to prison, and you deserve it. You pull over. But on absolutely ridiculous, tyrannical things, you must stand. COVID's just a warm-up. They're coming for you for your food now. They're coming for your fuel. They're coming for your money. Right now, they're looking to try to digitize your currency so they can shut it off whenever they want. But you and I are the restraining. We're not the compliant. We are the restraining. We're compliant when they say don't steal. Absolutely, don't, don't steal. I was a cop for 25 years. That, short of, that sort of compliance is what Scripture demands. But not to tyranny. I'll give you the same example that I've given over the last, in one day, what is today, 30th or the 29th? 30th. So in one day, after tomorrow, we'll be in 31 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. And I've been saying this, you know, for, for a very long time. 31 days of 15 days to flatten the curve. It's just a trial period. It's just a trial. And what it is, is you know what they're trying to get you to do is to agree with the ridiculous. You will comply. You will call a woman a man and a man a woman. You will put a mask on your face. No, you don't. It is not an attribute to comply to tyranny when Jesus came for one reason, to set you free. Yeah. You don't comply. And it's all coming out, by the way. If you're, if you're watching NBC, you're strong held. You are, you're not getting any truth. It's all coming out. Every single thing that I've told you was going to happen, is happening, why? Because Tom is some sort of prophet? Well, yeah, but. The Holy Ghost will tell you things to come. It's not hard. It's John 16, 13. He will tell you things to come. Simply just be still and know that he's God. And you go, the vaccines stink. They stink. It's not hard. But he'll tell you. See, we, for those things that come up like that, you and I have to say absolutely not because it's just a trial period. You and I are not the compliance, we're the restraining. You stand up and you simply say no. And I'm talking about everybody. I don't care if it was, you know what, I just closed my church for two weeks. If you haven't come out and said I was wrong, your church is gonna go for the, for the climate lockdown. It's coming. 
It's coming. All of those things. Now, it doesn't have to happen in our generation. Listen, you ever want, you ever, you ever part of those, you ever see those poor guys that are part of the first losing football team? Like for generations, they win every year. They win the Rose Bowl when that stuff mattered. And, all, you know, every, and then they're the first one in generations to lose to the rival. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be, I don't want to be that generation that caved to the Antichrist spirit. It is this serious. It's black and white. It's yes and it's no. It's hot and it's cold. See, here's the thing that, I, that the Lord gave me this week. See, back in the 80s, late 80s when I got saved, 90s, 2000 to 2010, 2010, right up to 2019. I'm serious. Right up to the end of 2019. At the end of 2019, I was in Asheville, North Carolina with my mother. Last time I saw her for two and a half years because she's a COVID crazy. Like, Tom, your mother? Yeah, my mother. Love her. Great mom. COVID crazy. But until, see, though, I'm not even got to the message yet. We'll do that in about an hour. Um, <laughs> but until that time, you could be a nominal Christian. You really could. I'm not, say, I'm not talking heaven or hell right now. I'm talking about you're going to heaven. You could be a nominal Christian. There was really no choice to be made because there really was no clear delineation of Christ and Antichrist. There was Antichrist spirit that was beginning to leak into the church, for sure. I saw those things happening, but yet it was still very much camouflaged. Today, you have to choose. There is no halfway. There is no, you know what? Listen, if you're not going to a church like this, you're strong-held. Some of you are like, I'm just waiting for the opportunity to get out of here. I know. If you were just to sit here, though, for three months and bathe in the word of God, you will find out. You will find out that you've been living in lies, taught to you by soft-pedaled Christians and pastors. The word of God is way different, and Jesus himself is way different than most Christians believe that he is. Most Christians would think Jesus would never be this judgmental. Jesus is the judge. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment under the Son. You see, today you're going to have to choose. Tommy, you saying you could tell it upon COVID lines? Ready? Yep. Yes, you can tell. You can tell. If you can't sniff out the proliferation of the QR-coded marks of the beast that are on people's phones. See, right now, everybody is cool because the jets have cooled. Cool your jets, because they had to. Again, I've, I've told you this many times. What you see when it comes to Republicans and Democrats and right-wingers and left-wingers is just a synergistic tension. It's a drama put on for your entertainment and for your delusion. Are you saying, Tom, you're not a right winger? There ain't a soul in this house more right wing than me. None. However, I said more. I didn't say you weren't equal. Cool it off. Tell me, I'll compete. I'll compete. It's not a competition right now. But that's just put on 
for, for your delusion. That you think that this Republican or that Republican is up fighting for you. What they're doing is actually easing the globalist leftist antichrist narrative and agenda forward at a pace that you can swallow. They give you your delusions. Oh, you know what? Well, they nominated some, some conservative justices. So, they, you know what? They speak all that pro-life rhetoric. So, they, they, they speak fiscal conservatism. There will never be. This, this bill will not add a single dollar to the national debt. And now we're almost $32 trillion in debt from Republicans and Democrats. George Bush, George W. was horrible. Look at, look at now. So those of you who don't think I'm an equal opportunity offender, Donald Trump was horrible when it came to debt. Terrible. That's all, it's all because of COVID. He still caved. Seven trillion for what? What, what, what'd you get? Out of that seven trillion, what'd you get? I got nothing. I'm still waiting for him to pick up my trees. Sixteen to fifty-four. I paid my taxes. I've never put any sort of 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 take on the on the. I've never asked for anything from the federal government. I'm still waiting for them to pick up my trees. It's been five weeks. Still sitting there. They're starting to come now. Credit to them. Credit to those people. But it's all an illusion put on for you. See, what really matters is Jesus or not, Word of God or not. There's no equivocation. You must choose. There will come a time where Christians will choose outright, physically choose. But the love of most will grow cold, but that doesn't have to be this generation. We can usher in a mighty revival over this next decade. But you're gonna have to come out of your own strongholds because the strong held can't release the strong held. Let's start off here. Second Corinthians chapter 10, three through six. That first 15 minutes, that was just free. <laughs> For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So are we in a war, Tom? Yeah. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. 2 Timothy 2, 4. How many of you are entangled with the affairs of this life? Raise your hand. No, raise your hand. Just kidding. Are you? No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. If you are offended or you know what, you, you've taken a step back, you're entangled. You're strong held. No one engaged in warfare messes with the absolutely futile things. Well, you know, my grandma's been offended with me for the last 37 years. Who cares? Who cares? Nobody's talking to me and my family. Now, let me gauge that, though. Because routinely, we have people that come up to us and they go, pretty much this is what they're saying. Tom, I'm just like you. It's like they always, they always, everybody always tells me that I remind them of every chubby move, white movie star out there. No. Tom, I'm just like you. Nobody likes me. I'm like, listen. When people don't like me, 
It's not because I'm a freak. They don't like you because you're weird. Or you know what? You're creepy. I wanted to find a new word for weird because weird is just too vast. I've been with Pastor Rodney all week. Vast. It's just too vast. You're creepy. Women in the church are bothered by you. You are not me. Women in the church are not bothered by me. They're bothered by you because you're creepy. You're that little thrice-divorced creepo that wanders around the church. Oh, wow, she's sitting alone. Hmm. Hi. Praise God. Glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. Anybody sitting with you today? You never come up and pray for a man, but you pray for the woman. Won't happen here, but it happens at other weak churches. You're a creep. And you're weird. That's why everybody doesn't like you. They don't like me because I tell them that they're sinning. And by the way, lots of people actually do like me. I have a large friend circle. Unlike you, who nobody talks to anymore because when you walk into a room, Tom, why do you always talk about this? Because you have to. There's people in this section, that section, this section, and that section that are creepy weird. And you're strong held. And you think that, you know what, if I just keep amping up the weirdness, eventually I'll break through. No. That would defy the laws of sowing and reaping. It will never work. That's why I have to gauge these things. Because you're one that thinks everything's a spiritual war. Oh, you know what? I speak in King James language to everybody 24-7. And nobody has anything to do with me. Because, you know, for my, the weapons of my warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I'm engaged in warfare. No, the only warfare that you're engaged with is yourself. That's it. That's the only warfare that you're actually engaged in is with you. So you always have to balance it because people, Christians, will make everything a spiritual war when it's not. A lot of times it's just you being strong held. That's all that it is. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How do you do it? Control your thought life. Casting down imaginations. What's an imagination? Anything that opposes the word of God. Not what you think is Jesus, but the word of God, which is Jesus. Casting down imaginations <clears throat> in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. That last verse tells you the strong held cannot set free the strong held. Having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We are in a war. You will have to choose sides. There are no Switzerlands in the eyes of Yahweh. 
What does that mean to, to choose sides? It means your yes is yes and your no is no. And what I mean by that, of course, that's Matthew 5, 37. But what I mean by that is your yes is the word of God and your no is the word of God. Whatever the word of God says yes, you say yes to. Wherever the word of God says no, you say no to, period. You will have to choose. You will have to choose. It's coming. It's already, it's not coming, it's here. We are seeing it right now, right before our very eyes. Now a stronghold is what? Is a destructive pattern of behavior. Whatever it may be, big or small. If you're addicted to caffeine, you're not going to hell for it. If you're addicted to nicotine, you're not going to hell for it. If you're addicted to cocaine, you're going to hell for it. Alcohol, you're going to hell for it. Where do you get this from? That's the delineation of the word. All sin is carnal, but not all carnality is sin. Where, where, where it's listed as sin in the word, it's sin, and if you live in that, you're going to hell. There's a difference between failure and sin, stupidity and sin, even arrogance and sin. There's a difference. Now, will, those, will stupidity and arrogance and pride cause you to sin? Yes, but in and of themselves, they're not sin. You can be depressed and go to heaven. Have anxiety attacks and go to heaven. But the only reason why you have those things is because of a pattern of behavior. A destructive pattern of behavior is a stronghold. Example number one today. Wretched teachers and preachers. What do you mean, Tom? How many of you sit under, I know this sounds weird because here you are sitting under me, but you need to weigh me. Not literally, I'd crush you. But you need to gauge me. Whether it's bathroom or not, people have already walked out this morning. I told you, I'm the world leader in people walking out in the middle of my messages. They're, they're gauging what I'm saying. Right? And you should do the exact same thing with everybody. If it's not Bible, see, I've had a lot of people. They're mean, they are torqued and even disappear for a couple months. But what they actually do, there's, I mean, there's people I can name them to you that you know in this church. They're great people, I love them, because they actually did what was right, at least in a sense. They were torqued and left the church. But they went home and said, you know what, let me just see if he's right. And it's not about me being right, I'm just reading Bible verses. That's all that I'm doing is reading to you Bible verses, maybe with my own screaming inflection, but I'm reading them to you. The delivery really doesn't matter. The truth is what matters. So are you sitting under any wretched teaching? Are you? Now by that, I don't just mean somebody that you turn off and somebody that you turn on on a screen. Are you sitting under any wretched teachers? A neighbor who calls themselves a believer is very accommodating. Come over, it's Margarita Bible study with some doobage on the side. We're all just gonna get wide and get to know Jesus tonight. You laugh, but there's a, there's a, there's a church in Orlando that's based around beer. And I've only known one Christian since 1987, 
who only had one. All the Christians who espouse, well, you can have one. Never only have one. Talk about galactic hypocrisy. You can have one. Okay, you don't have one. You have four. And plus, you've never studied to show yourself approved. Please, if you're somebody, you're a Christian drinker. It's hard to say that out loud. If you're a Christian drinker, please order Perry Stone's preaching about it. No, Tom's endorsing Perry Stone. I don't endorse anybody but Rodney Howard Brown and Jonathan Shuttlesworth. However, I'm just telling you, get order, order his teaching about the origins of alcohol. Will you do it? Or, 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 no, I don't want to. Why would you not want to know? What does, he, what, what does he tell you about alcohol in there? Well, back in the day, you were considered to be an absolute heretic if you drank full-blown alcohol. So when you see Jesus turned water into wine and all of that, understand that that was the equivalent of, of taking less than a shot of NyQuil. Because alcohol at that time, for if you were somebody who was more bourgeois and elite, was 1%. You are a drunkard if you drank things that were absolute pure-grade alcohol. They actually, they actually took most of the alcohol out. They diluted it. Well, you know, it says, Paul told Timothy, you know what, have some wine for your stomach. Why? The water was like open sewage at times. So he probably had a bacterial infection. And what does wine have? It's distilled. It's burned. It's clean. The water wasn't. But it's 1% alcohol back then for everybody. The choice wine that Jesus made, they all said, you know what, man, this is the good stuff. And by the way, it doesn't say become drunk. It says well drunk. Always read the word of God. Don't listen to the Christian who's trying to appease their own worthless, sinful behavior. Justifying it. It's 1% alcohol. Today's alcohol is what? 7 to 17%. Oh, I just have one. No, you just had seven at minimum. 17 at maximum. That's why nobody, everybody always think, what, what does everybody always say when you pull them over? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? What do they say? There it is. He got it right there. I've only had two. How would you know that, Tom? Uh, 25 years straight. Oh, man. Have you been drinking tonight? Mm-hmm. Uh, I only had two. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Enjoy the night in jail. First appearance is at 8 a.m. You're welcome. So are you sitting under, listen, I have people come up to me. This is another one. Tom, you, you remind me of so-and-so. I'm like, really? And you know what I've learned to do? Oh, that's, oh really? Okay, thank you. I want to go home and blow my brains out because I, I remind you of that. People come up to me and tell me, you're just like this local pastor. And I tune in and watch him. He's a Democrat. How do I remind you of him? He's a COVID ankle grabber. And somehow I remind you of him. Why, because he screams or something? He screams out his heresy? Are you sitting under 
worthless teachings, whether it's a big name or a nobody, are you sitting under it? More Christians actually sit under wretched teachers that are just fellow Christians. Hey, you know what? Read this book. How much do you know of the Bible? Before you go, check out of that scene for out of 310 to Huma. You know, this guy, he never reads anything but the Bible. And the guy goes, yeah, no other, there's nothing else. Why would I read anything else? And you're like, Tom, are you really that way? No, but I'm just telling you that if you know, I would read other books. But if you don't know jack squat about the Bible, why are you ordering some preacher's book about the Bible? How will you know that he's not lying to you about the Bible? Well, that never happens. Really? I can't name names now because the Holy Spirit has put a barricade upon my mouth. So right now I'm not naming names. If they come out and put it on, you know, on social media, I'll say something. But there are many, there are preachers that are big names that attend the World Economic Forum. Evangelicals. I did a series before most of you attended this church, which is why a lot of you wouldn't have attended this church at the time because you, thought I, you would have thought I was too mean. But now you woke up. COVID woke you up. But you thought I was too mean. I wasn't mean. I was telling you what was true. I had a list. I didn't read it to the church. And I'm talking about huge names inside the evangelical community that are full-blown accepting homosexuality. Huge. Most of you had read at least one of their books. Huge. And the next, the next brick that will fall is that there's more than one way. It's coming. And you will have to stand when they name call you. Well, you're, not, you're not tolerant. Yeah, that's right. You're a racist. No, I'm not. You're going to accuse me of that anyway. You're a misogynist. Tom's a male chauvinist pig. He actually preaches Ephesians 5.22. Wives, submit to your husbands. But he also preaches Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives. Wife, as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Preach both. I also, I also preach the preceding verse, which is Ephesians 5.21, is, which is submitting to one another in the fear of God. Whoops. Attack all you want. They'll just pick out the 522 so they can label me so they don't have to sit under the word. There's only some reason for somebody not to sit under the word and come out of their strongholds. I'm going to tell you something. This isn't true in every case, but I will tell you that 90% of the time it's true. That which brings you comfort in this life is your stronghold. What makes you comfortable in this life is what's holding you back. It's like that scene out of the Lord of the Rings. You're like, Tom, you're speaking in movies. Is this at the movies? Is this the at the movies series? <laughs> Don't worry, it's not. <laughs> if, we, if you ever see us put up something like at the movies or summer playlist, that means I'm dead. But in the Lord of the Rings, you had that, remember that one guy who was actually captured by a counselor who was whispering in his ear. And that brings comfort. You're okay. It's all right. You know what? You know, 
I know. You just endure another Tom Lipley sermon. Get home. Get Facebook back on. Start lusting again. Start lying again. It's okay. It's okay. Just get past it. You know, bring, I bring my kids here, you know, because it's a good children's church. I, I have to endure the message so I can get home back to my comfort. Back to my comfort. Precious. 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 It's a stronghold. Yes, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it is. You're like, now, now how, how would you find out? Yet ye have not because you ask God. Well, he's not really. Oh, you see, he almost acknowledged he wasn't really real. Ask him. He'll reveal it to you in a way that's fraught with conviction and power. Not with my words. His words. Am I strong held Lord? We always, we always use that verse, James 4, 2, yet you have not because you ask not. We use that for positive things. Well, this is positive, but it needs to be for everything. Am I a lousy husband, Lord? Am I hard to live with, Lord? Ask him. He will send Prophets your way to tell you. That's why you hear the left say things like, um, you know, don't ask, don't tell. We don't want to know. You're strong held then. And what are the limits of strong held, being strong held? All the way from hell to ineffective. You can go to hell if you're strong held to sin. You'd be ineffective if you're strong held because you're moody or you're easily offended. They won't let me do what I want to do in the church. You know? So I, I'm out. I got to go, you know, at that, that's a church of 800 people, you know, so I'm going to go find my church, a church of 80 where the pastors are really desperate. You really think that's Jesus directing your path from mountaintop to mountaintop? Really? So are, is anybody in this room sitting under a worthless teacher? Well, what's the alternative, Tom? Well, we have what's called hub groups here that are all approved by me. And you, you know what? You're going to have to come to a place in time where you trust somebody. I mean, my name's all over the Internet. You can trace me all the way back. There's pictures of me being a cop. There's pictures, obviously, lots of pictures of the church. You're gonna have to trust somebody sometime. If you, if, if you want to know the ins and outs of this church, I'll tell you. I'm not gonna reveal to you every last thing because a lot of it's none of your business. I'm not gonna tell you every last thing about every person because then you're gossiping. But you're gonna have to come to a place of, but, but Tom, you're not perfect. Who are you? Who are you to seek out perfection? You know where you seek out perfection is in your prayer closet. And when you pray, close the door. Close the door and go to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees the secret will reward you openly. That's where you go. You want to find perfection, go to God. 
And he will then, he calls you, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Jesus speaking, Matthew 5, 48. He'll reveal to you your imperfections as well as your attributes. He'll tell you both. Bless you. So when this is preached about wretched teachers, Tom, where do you get the words wretched? I just like it. <laughs> what a wretched man I am, Romans 7, 24. Who shall rescue me from this body of death? But thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, Romans 7, 24 and 25. I just love the word wretched. If I was, if my belief is already taken, but if I was the lead singer of a hard rock band, I would name us Wretched. <laughs> Our merch would have big W's, you know. <laughs> but whenever you talk about false teachers, wretched teachers, false prophets, it's always focused on the teachers and the prophets. I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take a hard right turn from that. And I wanna focus on you and me. I'm gonna focus on people sitting under false teachers. Not that I'm saying you and I are, whoever is. It's always focused on the teachers, but someone gets left out. Who gets left out? The heapers. The heapers, H-E-A-P-E-R-S. The heapers get left out and the false teachers rightfully get attacked. But the heapers never get attacked. They're the innocent ones. And I was going to, this was part of last week's message, and this was another one that I resisted. God keeps telling me to preach things I don't want to preach. I have other things to preach that I in my mind want to preach. I have a whole other list of things, but God is like, I want you to teach about false teachers. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to. So I start to do it. To write the message myself, Lord, I don't want to. What'd you say? Yeah, okay, don't want to. Don't want to. Okay, what do you want me to preach? And I start getting it. It starts to flow, right? But every, nobody, nobody actually focuses on the people are heaping, the, heaping to themselves teachers. And all of you know these verses because I use them all the time. 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4. For the time will come, and by the way, this is following... This verse, everybody knows 2 Timothy 4 too. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. By the way, I didn't inflect that correctly because it's this way. Preach the word. It has, it has an exclamation point. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering in doctrine. Now these verses, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. Where, where does it even talk about false teachers except for where it says that's who they're, they're heaping to themselves together, false teachers. It doesn't even talk about the fault of the teacher. Yes, they're faulted. And they don't repent. Yes, they're going to hell. But it doesn't even talk about them. It talks about people who can't endure sound doctrine. Like the people who stand up, not this young man. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Love you, man. God bless you. He's, he, I love that kid. Now he's, got, he's got guts. I like him. I don't know him, but I like him. He was like this. Love you, guy. 
But they can't endure. That's why you see it. You see it. I run off the perfect people. They have the perfect Christian haircuts, the fish Bible covers. They look like they're on the cover of Charisma magazine, you know. Husband and wife, perfect. They leave. They can't endure sound doctrine. So what do they do? I'm not talking about the teachers. What do they do? They heap to themselves together false prophets for their own itching ears. Well, we want to go on a cruise and get just blasted every night. We only do it once a year, though. You're going to hell for it. I don't care if the rest of the year you're in India feeding the poor. To obey is better than that sacrifice. Tom, so we don't do those? Who told you not to do those things? You know how much money we spend on missionaries in this church? You do both, but if you prioritize one or the other, you prioritize obedience. If I never send a dime to a missionary, I'm going to heaven. If I send $5 billion to a missionary and get drunk once a year purposefully, like every year, you know, we just go on that Disney cruise. They got that buffet in there, that buffet. I like to just wash that down with some Jack and Coke and just get lit. Nobody will ever know. God will always find you out. So I got to find me a preacher that says, this is all a faith journey. You're trying hard. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know what? You are on your way. You're on your faith journey. That won't, why preach it if they're not going to face it? Why preach it if they're not going to face it at judgment? Well, because if I preach false doctrine, then I get to be successful. For now, because you're going to come under a stricter judgment. James 3.1. So the, 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4 doesn't even talk about the false teachers. It talks about people who can't endure sound doctrine. And after their own lust shall they heap them themselves teachers having itching ears. And they turn away their ears from the truth and are turned to made up truth. Made up versions of Jesus. Which is why you are always hearing me preach Psalm 138 too. He magnifies his word above all his name. Because you can make the name anything you want. You can't change the word. Notice nobody ever dares try. They just leave parts out. It's obfuscation. But they never actually try to change it. Doesn't even talk about them. What are you commanded to do, you and I? What are we commanded to do? 1 Timothy 6.20. Oh, Timothy. Nobody does this one, two, three, five-letter word. Nobody guards because that's, that's not Christianity. Guard. Warfare. That's not Christianity. Really? You ever read the dadgum Bible? See how quiet it gets in here? You're afraid to agree with me. You know why you're afraid? Because you're being destroyed for lack of knowledge. I know what the Word of God says. You're afraid to agree with me because you're afraid I'm, I'm speaking false doctrine. Make sure you write down all these verses. Write them down. Then you can go home and check. You're new here, go home and check. Nobody guards anything because guarding is not Christ-like. 
How is it not Christ-like when Jesus is the Word and this is the Word? Well, you know, I thought we we're just we're supposed to be, you know, embracing and 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 loving, and accommodating and tolerant. No, how how accommodating and tolerant was Jesus when he when he says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me." Rather arrogant statement, is it not? I'm your sole access point. Like the Prime Minister of New Zealand said, Jacinda Ardern, COVID ankle grabber. We are your sole source of information. She said that. Don't listen to anybody else but us. And more people are dying of COVID this year than 2020 and 2021 combined. Fact. Because ain't nobody can fight off the disease there because they're all injected with a gene mutagen, a gene-altering drug that gives you antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. Kids are being born with what's called VADES now. We didn't have VADES did not, did not exist two years ago. SADS did not exist two years ago. Sudden adult death syndrome. VADES are kids being born without an immune system. All over the globe. When you want to talk about what's coming, we have got to be released from our strongholds. Some of you disinterested people, most of you are locked in. I'm just getting on you. You need to understand something. It's an emergency that's coming. Billions of people have been injected with this drug. I'm not turning my back on them. They're gonna hear the truth from me. It's like you'll hear, you'll hear the truth from me, then I'll feed you. We have homeless people that come in here. We want, we, you know, we're, we're hungry. Come to sit in a service. I'll give you, I will give you food for the week every time you come and sit in here. They won't do it. They won't do it. They won't do it. I'm not turning my back on the vaccinated people. But I've got to release myself from my strongholds so that I can operate in the miraculous and set them free. Melt the blood clots. Give them back an immune system. And it's even more than that. Anybody ever listen to Ryan Cole? Board certified pathologist from the Mayo Clinic who's been kicked out of modern day medical circles because he speaks the truth. He actually takes COVID-19 and vaccine data and puts it under a microscope and finds out the truth, unlike Fauci and all the rest of them, unlike Walensky and all the rest of them, looks underneath there. One of the things, one of the glorious side effects of the vaccine is that it actually enhances people's ability to catch cancer. It does. And it's happening. Excess mortality is up in every country. I didn't get to it last night because I got caught on cabal last night. I never got to my vaccine stuff. Excess mortality, I'm trying to remember the numbers coming out of Australia and coming out of Germany are huge, huge, huge. One of them, 16,000 more people died this month than last year. 16,000. So our country's at 330 million like this country. These are countries with 20 or 30 million. Dead. They're not coming back. Also, people can usher in an agenda to control other people. You must stand. What if a pastor doesn't preach any of this stuff? 
You're under a wretched teacher. Yeah, but Tom, man, they look so good. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they look great. They look fantastic. They have a, they have a pastoral sounding voice instead of like yours, Tom. They look the part, they got a suit on. Or, or they, 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 they look whatever part it is, whether the suit's apropos or the skinny jeans with the right chair in the right spot. The medallion on. They're going bald, but they gel their hair up like a mohawk. And sweep it forward. Looks like a wave coming in, a hair dye wave coming your way. But they play the part. Listen, if they don't talk about this stuff, they're wretched. Wretched. They're doing it to appease people. They are one of the teachers that have been heaped together for itching ears. Walk out. People, listen, we regularly get contacted at this church. Tom, what do I do? There's no churches in my area. You'd be like, now what I would have said several years ago is, you know what, find it, you know, find a church, better, you know, better some church than no church. But I told you, in 19, that all changed. It used to be the case. Well, it used to be, you know what, some hardcore things weren't said, but man, you weren't getting a QR code on your phone. Have you ever seen the footage coming out of China? There's, 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 there's footage coming out of China right now, which is the dream of the globalist left. And that globalist left includes rhino Republicans and many people that aren't even labeled rhino yet. There's footage of people in China at the train station. And they all have, in China, you have to have what's called a green pass. Did a green pass, did that did that exist in China in 2019? Let me think. Absolutely not. That was ushered in by building the vaccine passport infrastructure, which will then be used for digital currency. Well, you know what? I, I want to get on this plane. Well, you know what? We noticed that you used up all of your carbon credits because you bought a Winchester rifle. No plane ride for you. Well, wait, I've got, I've got $750,000 in my bank account. It doesn't matter. Shut down. You used all your carbon credits. Well, I'll go get cash. That doesn't exist anymore. I'll get gold. That doesn't exist anymore. Everybody always thinks that there's going to be something that exists that doesn't. In China, you'll see, you'll see images of them. They're, they're crawling all over themselves trying to get onto the train, flashing their green pass because it's a QR code on their phone. In China, I saw footage this morning. They're out drive, you're driving your car out on 41 or 75 and a drone comes over your car. I'm not, this is not, this is not Alex Jones' right-wing conspiracy, which is always correct, by the way. Strange how it works out every time. And, it, and his persecution is part of the global cabal. Oh, oh, he, he deserves what he gets because he said mean things. He did say mean things. He was wrong about Sandy Hook. He was, flat out wrong. Okay, he said it about four times. Took up about 10 minutes of all of his shows, but they're gonna try to shut his voice down because whenever you're evil, you don't want the truth spoken. So always, who, who censors? I never censor. I don't censor anybody. 
But in China, you're driving down the highway and a drone comes over your car. And unless you get the proper QR code out, you are forced to pull over. You have to have your QR code ready as it drives over you. And they'll find you from the car. You're driving too fast. Get your QR code out. Bleep, bleep. Fine is registered to your digital currency. Yeah. That's their dream. You're like, why would anybody want to live like that? I don't know. Don't try to figure that out. Why would anybody want to live in misery when Jesus gives you the solution? But narrows the way if you find it. So what are you and I commanded to do? I asked you that about 20 minutes ago. 1 Timothy 6.20. Oh, Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust. Avoiding the profane. So you've been told to do two things already. Guard and avoid. Avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Well, they have itching ears, though. It sounds good. But they're idle babblings. You go in, and the guy's telling you another story about his family and their trip to North Carolina. And he uses half of a Bible verse in a 32.7-minute message, 17 minutes of worship, 14 minutes of announcements, 37 minutes of preaching, home in one hour and two minutes. It's, 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 listen to what it says. Guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what people call knowledge. You're to avoid it and guard yourself against it. So what do you do? Someone starts speaking nonsense. You don't have to say anything to them unless God's telling you to, but you identify it. That's a lie. That's the truth. That's not. And if you're like me, you'll just say it to the person. That's not true. Proverbs 14, 7 tells us what to do. Go, go from the presence. Tells you again. So you are to guard and avoid, and this tells you, go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceiveth not in him the lips of knowledge. Doesn't say wait. Doesn't tell you to be tolerant. Doesn't tell you to be nice. It says go. Most Christians choose nice over the Bible. When nice is the Bible, the false teacher needs to see people go. Is there a balance? Yeah, because who, who also had people go? Many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. John 6, 53 through 67. So the truth will, the truth will run off the fake and those who do not want to be saved and lies should run you off. Well, you know, I want to hang around to save them. You know, I, I've been going to Oak Ridge Baptist Church since I was four, and my mom went before that, and my grandma, my granddad, my granddad's granddad who fought for the Confederacy. You know, we all have gone to Oak Ridge Baptist. Everybody's, everybody's buried in the Oak Ridge Baptist Church Cemetery. I'm going to be buried there too. And you're being taught heresy every Sunday. You're to go from that. 
Get out of there. Yeah, but every, I, I see this all the time here. Well, I really love Foundation Church, but you know, well, the, the pastors from my old church, they're calling, and you know, they, they've been with me, and listen, you show loyalty when people have helped you, I get it, but when they were closed for nine months and did Zoom services, you're even. You're even. You don't stay. You know, they, they paid my hospital bills. They did. I get it. And listen, I love Christians. I do. I love Christians. I really do. I love them more than people who are unsaved. I do. And that's, by the way, that's scriptural. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. However, I don't worship Christians. And I'm not obedient to Christians who are preaching heresy. And it's not loving to sit there and allow them to preach heresy to you. Here's the verse. You must have heard me preach this before too. Proverbs 17, four. Who are you when you sit under a wretched teacher? So you won't hear many preachers say, who are you? Who are you if you, pre if you sit under a wretched teacher? A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. You're a wicked liar. If you sit under 99.9% of pastors today, you're a wicked liar. Nobody will amen that. Okay, that's fine. How many stayed open? All right, then they're wicked liars. Look, you know what? We want to just, we want to show the world. No, once again, folks, glory to God, hallelujah. You know what? Everyone put your masks on. We want to, you know, we want to be careful here now. Oh, really? Where's that in the Bible? I thought you were supposed to speak the word instantly. You know, this glory to God, hallelujah, let's all scoot six feet apart because the demonic gnome from Washington, D.C., told us that six feet, we need to all sit, stand six feet apart. The demonic gremlin, he told us to do it, so we all best do it. What happened to you? He butchers the unborn. Why would you ever listen to him? He wants perverts in women's bathrooms. Why would you listen to his medical advice? A little leaven leavens the whole daggum lump. You don't listen to corruption. If they're a little corrupt, they are totally corrupt. Don't listen. If you are, you're wicked. No, everyone focuses on the teachers, and I'm going to in a second. You're like, haven't you already? No, I haven't even started to attack false teachers yet. I'm attacking, it. I'm attacking the heapers, the false listeners who in the Bible are called wicked liars. All, all the Christians that believe that they're so loving and so compassionate, and the word of God is obfuscated in their midst every Sunday are wicked liars. That's why the love of most will grow cold. Not some, most. Why, why would they choose that? They are so afraid of what people will call them. They're so afraid that they'll be called unloving. 
They're so afraid they'll be called a racist. I saw this from Matt Walsh. And he said, why is it not considered blackface if men dress up as women? If you're not allowed to accommodate culture, then why are you allowed, if you're, if you're not allowed, it's not accommodate, what's the word? If you're not allowed to take on somebody else's culture, assume somebody else's culture, why are you allowed to assume their sex? Why, why is it that nobody can, we, you and I, if we come, if I come in here and I'm dressed like I'm picking, trying to pick a culture, an, an Hispanic man, I assume their culture, whatever that is, I don't even know because I don't care. I don't care about anybody's culture or race. I, I, I could care less. Are you proud to be this? Are you pr- why would I be proud of the melanin content in my skin? It had nothing to do with me. That's God's business. It's not mine. So why, but if I came in and I assumed the culture of a Latino male, I would be considered blasphemous in the eyes of the world. But if I came in dressed as a woman, I'm approved. The whole thing's stupid. And you have to bow to stupid. If they can get you to bow to stupid, Hitler did nothing different. We, he, what he did was he preached this. What, how did, what was Hitler's first move? Anybody know? What was his first move? There it comes. You're getting it. He, what his first move was, he said the Jews were spreading typhoid at a greater rate than the non-Jews. How would that be? Doesn't that sound familiar? It sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, it, sounds, it should sound, that should be like a siren song beginning in January of 2020. That was his first move, was to say, you know what? The Jews are spreading typhoid faster than everybody else, so we better round them up. Just like, they're doing in, like they were doing in Canada. Just like they were doing in Australia. Just like they've done in China. COVID camps and various other sorts of camps. So we better, now you're like, well, that makes no sense. Well, of course. Neither does wearing a mask, but they got everybody to wear one, except for us. That makes no sense. What, how does it make sense to think that a mask is going to block a viral infection? How? When you ever confront somebody, I always, I always send them this. Explain to me, using the science, how it is that a mask keeps out a virus and also keeps a a virus out and prevents you from putting it out. Keeps a virus from coming in and prevents you from putting it out. How does that happen? Using the science, no response ever because it can't. But they depend on you adopting the ridiculous. Jews spread typhoid more than Germans, many of which are part Jew. It makes no sense, but that's what they depend on. It's outright foolishness. Go from the presence of a foolish man, or you're a wicked liar. The pastors who adopted lockdowns are wicked liars. Are they beyond redemption? No. Some of them have secretly repented, but again, you're like, Tom, we have heard you preach this over the last 31 days, 31 months of 15 days of flat and curve. I get it. But explain to me not why not one 
mainstream, well-known pastor has ever come out and said they were wrong. I've heard two so far, not two pastors, two big-time figures come out and say they were wrong. Now three. Ben Shapiro came out. It's still, it's still a, it's a partial. But he came out. Who came out? Chip Roy, congressman out of Texas, says that he really deeply regrets caving. He only caved for two weeks. But he hates that he did it. Because he smelled it. He's like, this is cabal. This is leftist baby butchering cabal. He smelled it and caved anyway. Dan Bongino has come out and said the worst thing he's ever done in his life was take the vaccine. It's the worst thing he did. He's scared into it because he was a recovering cancer patient. Fooled into it. Now Ben Shapiro has come out and said we were lied to by everyone because of transmission or infection. But Ben, you're gonna have to swallow the other horse pill. And that is people are dropping dead all over the globe. 28 times the athletes now are dropping dead than previous years. 28 times in one year. One year, and those are the ones we know about. 28 times what used to, athletes that used to drop dead on the field. 28 times that amount is occurring right now. They want you to sit under abject stupidity. Like Calvinism. It's abject stupidity. It's abject stupidity to think that God doesn't want you wealthy. It's not the Bible. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That you through his poverty might become rich. I love all the people that hate rich Christians. And the rich Christians are the ones who are feeding the poor. They go, you ought, you know, we ought to be sending all of our money to feed the poor. You don't send any money to feed the poor because you're poor. And because a preacher flew on a private jet who feeds a thousand people a day, who are you talking about, Tom? Jonathan? I see it all the time. As I'm on Twitter, he's on Twitter. We follow each other, obviously, to speak to each other at various times. And I see him. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll change back to my Christian voice for you. Well, that money could have gone to the poor. Well, you sound so holy. But you don't ever give a freaking dime to the poor. Jonathan has given hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands to the poor. You know, maybe if you got into a climate of prosperity... Because what, what it is, what they'll do is they'll eat their seed. That's what happens. They actually eat their seed. So if you, if you have a minister who flies on a private jet, so it's like 20 grand to get on a private jet, to, to get a private jet, right? But he's bringing in 20 million because he believes in prosperity. You take your 20,000 and spend it all on you because you have to. But he operates in a $20 million realm and sends five, six million to the poor but you, you begrudge him his private jet. Who's righteous in the eyes of God? And you don't even tithe. Everybody who says that doesn't tithe either. They're the money grubbers. You're like, Tom, you sound like you want to fly around in private jets. Absolutely. Have you ever flown in one? Who's flown in a private jet here? Put your hands up. Come on, be proud. Who cares? I don't want anybody to know. I don't want anybody. Why would, why would you want anybody to know? 
Listen, you need to ready yourself because I'll, listen, I'll, whatever prosperity comes my way, I'm not hiding it. Thank you, Charlie. God bless you. You're afraid. I'm looking at your faces. They're great faces, and you're with me. You are, you're with me, but you're a little, you're held back. I don't know if I want to embrace all that. Well, I just read you the Bible verse, 2 Corinthians 8 9. God wants you wealthy. He wants you wealthy. He, he became sin, right? Well, he became poor too for you. He became sin so that you're no longer a sinner. He became poor so you're no longer poor. How are we going to fund, fund the end times revival? How, uh, explain to me how we're going to send $70,000 to Daniel and Bia like we did. How's that going to happen? Who's going to send that? The people who are worried about Jonathan's private jet? They don't send squat. They don't do squat. They think they're righteous because all the, what they do is criticize. And it brings them some sort of satisfaction. Look, I won that argument. So? And you didn't win anyway. You're delusional. The only one who thinks you won is you. And man, I feel sorry for the people who attack all of us in this group, in our orbit. I do. I feel sorry for them. Why? Man, it's tough. I have people attack me during the podcast, and it literally is like a band of wolves <laughs> attack that person all at once. Well, I don't really agree with Tom on that. And then there's 50 people. Room! It's like piranha. I watched on Facebook, or I think it was Facebook, Maybe Instagram, I don't know. Pastor Allen, who's a very close friend of mine out of the river, he's their youth pastor. He, uh, he went to Disney. And you're like, oh, Disney. I get it. I'm not going, but he went. Okay, I don't care. Okay, you boycott Target. I boycott Target. My daughter loves Target. She goes to Target. I don't put my boycotts on her. I boycott the NFL. Tommy watches the NFL. Now, Tommy is not allowed to sin. You know, remember, see, this is that difference, right? I want you to always get that between the difference between religion and obedience, right? So Pastor Allen goes to Disney. I wouldn't go to Disney, but he went to Disney. He's got two little girls. They don't know about grooming, unless they ain't around Disney long enough. But anyway, <laughs> he went there. And so here come the wolves, and they know who he is. <laughs> First one who comes on to defend him is Jonathan. And, and I'm going to tell you something. If there's anybody you don't want to get in an argument with, is that guy. I'm somewhat quick at retorts. I am nothing like he is. And the thing with me is, is I actually, he's like my wife. He's like Heather. He has no soul. None. He doesn't care. He doesn't care if you walk away offended. He doesn't care how you walk away at all. He doesn't care if you walk away under a complete delusion about who he thinks he is, about who, who you think he is. Doesn't care. He put out a video telling everybody he got vaccinated. I'm not kidding you. He did it to mock the vaccinated. Pastor Rodney called him on the phone and said, please take that down. And you know, 99% of 
Monkeypox, people who got infected with monkeypox were HIV positive, right? It's a gay, it's a gay disease. It just is, sorry. It goes in the gay community. That's the way that it is. If you don't like it, that's tough. I don't care. So Jonathan comes out and does a public announcement. He goes, I'm wanting to announce something to everybody. Something, something very tra- tragic is coming to my life, and it stops. The can- and the Karen comes in on him. He goes, monkeypox. He leaves it. With me, I'd put a disclaimer, like, I'm just kidding. I always do. He doesn't do any of that. He doesn't care. He's just like my wife. She doesn't care. I broke up with her three times. She didn't cry. Oh, please, nothing. Okay. You know how? Do you, don't let me forget Alan. Don't let me forget Alan. You got it, Norma? All right, good. You know how, how I asked her to marry me? She came up to me, because after those breakups, it was all her fault every time. But anyway, <laughs> thank God I have the microphone. And then she, she banned me from what she would call convenience dating. Like, because we were... You know, we were obviously friends and stuff. We were very close. And I would just, whenever there was a wedding, you know, because I was a young police officer, so what's all the other young police officers doing? Having babies, getting married, all those different things. So for all these events that would come up, well, I didn't want to go with anybody else because I was already broken up with the girl that I broke up with her for. So I would call her up. Hey, uh... Can you go to a wedding? She'd go, but she went put up with it for a while, and she went, you know what? Don't call me anymore. And then the last time we got together, it was pretty much under the understanding that we're heading towards marriage now. It's time. It's been three years. I never cheated on her, just so everybody knows. Never. Never. Whenever I, bro- whenever I went and tried to date another girl, I told her, listen, I'm breaking up with you <laughs> because I want to date somebody else. All right. Like a gnat, like a gnat. All right. So I was hesitant to cross that line since she came up to me and said, hey, listen, another guy has asked me out. He either set a date or I'm going out with him. And I went, I said, so I'm at River Road in 41, the place where I've received all Holy Spirit prophecy. <laughs> 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 and I was just sitting there and I went you know what I just I was I don't even know where I was going I was in a police car but I don't remember where I wasn't working but I was in the police car and I took normally I'd go straight I took a left hand turn drove to her dad's house asked her dad if I could marry his daughter he said his answer was are you sure you want her <laughs> seriously You'd have to know Jim McHenry, okay? Awesome, I love that man. But anyway, you know, are, you sure, are you sure you want her? That's how you talk. Are you sure you want her? And I said, yeah, I'm sure I want her. He goes, he goes I love you, go ahead. I said, thank you. And I was very gracious of him because I had not been the greatest uh, boyfriend on the planet. So that's, that's how it was. But back to, back to Alan, who's, you know, he has a soul. He's like me, he cares. Jonathan, 
No. So he gets attacked for going to Disney, and here comes Jonathan. Just tearing, and then after that, here comes Rodney. See, because we're all in this together. We're in this together. As Jesus said, you can do nothing without me. The next tier down is we can't do anything without each other. There's no, there's no, I'm not trying to act like I'm anything, but there's no Tom Lipley without Aaron. There's no Tom Lipley without you. There's no Daniel and Bia without us. We're all in this together. God's not a respecter of persons. He's not going ooh and ah over this pastor or preacher. We're all in this together. Do what God has called you to do. It's 12 o'clock, 10 minutes to go. Everybody good? And now for the false teachers. You have James 3.1. Let me see how many beeps was that. Okay, up, you blow it, you failed. You got five in, you gotta get after the first two beeps. You're a winner if you get it past the first two beeps. You're a winner, but you still should have turned it off before you came in. I don't know who you are. Don't get offended and walk off. I don't even know who you are. If I did know who you are, I could see I'd really make fun of you for the next 10 minutes. That would be, that would be the closing of this message, is me making fun of you. It, I see Nick Hansen right in the back over there. If it was Nick's phone going off, I'd make fun of Nick for the next 10 minutes because we're friends. That's how I close the message out. If it was my wife, we'd stay till 12.30 until I, for a full 30-minute session of me making fun of her. I think, is she the only one who's blown up the podcast by having her phone on? Is she the only? Oh, Norma and her both blew up the podcast. Their phone's going off in the middle of it. Don't worry, we're only, you know, it's only, we're only on Christian Television Network with your phone blowing up all over the place. <laughs> so let me jam this in here in nine minutes. James 3.1 says, not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. That's the New King James Version. I have it memorized in the NIV, but they changed the NIV to make it gender neutral, so I'm giving you it's a different one that I have memorized. So not many people should presume to do what I'm doing right now because you will be judged more strictly. Oh, I wish that I was preaching in front of people. You have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea what comes with this. If you did, if I did, I never would have done it. Seriously, I prayed over, preach, over pastoring a church like I prayed over whether or not to get married. I prayed the exact same prayer, Lord, should I do it? And the Lord answered me the same way after months of praying. Either do it or don't do it, but never ask me again because I've already told you to do it. Seriously, that's what the Lord told me in my spirit. Now, if I would have known the ups and downs, I would never have done it. Ever would have done. I wouldn't know. That's why God, your steps are ordered, not your entire path. I mean, your steps are ordered, but thy word is a lamp unto my feet. He gives you a step, and that's it. And you either take it or not, because you don't want to see big picture. Everyone, I want to know the will of the Lord. Yeah, you may know the will of the Lord, but you, you're not going to want to know the path. You're not going to want to know it. Believe me. It's just like with your kids. You know, they want to do things. I, I'll tell you this story. When Jaws 2 came out, now Jaws 1, I was, two, I was just a little tiny kid in the 75, 1975, so I was like six. So obviously, that was, I didn't even know it existed. But when Jaws 2 came out, it was the hottest thing. Anybody old enough to remember that? Jaws 2 was the hottest thing on the planet. And I was like 10. And I begged my mother, let me go. Please, can I go to the movie? Can I go see it? And she's like, absolutely not. 
you know, because she knew, listen, this will shock some of you. I'm a sensitive person. Seriously, I am. I cry at movies. They affect me. I watch Private Ryan. I was up all night. All night. Just, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. And I'm looking over at my wife. She is sawing wood. She was about nine months pregnant with Tommy and sawing logs. She doesn't care. I told her she's, empty. she's devoid of soul. This doesn't matter. That's the past. Good, done. Okay. So I begged my mother. I'm like, please let me go. And she said no. And I went in my room, did what I still do at 54, pouted and cried and whatever. I'm still trying to get past it. I'm doing way better now. Percentages are less. Being transformed by the renewing of my mind. But I went in there, and, just, and, and, so I, and I continued to filibuster and try to get it, you know. So finally she caved. But she warned me. She goes, I'm telling you, this is not for you. I'm like, so we're in there, and the very first scene, I was in her lap, my face on her thigh. Oh, I wish I never came here. You don't want to know everything. You don't. You don't want to know. Because I never would have come. I never would have come. Not many of you should presume to be teachers. If God has called you, do it. How many of you know that most pastors that are pastoring right now are not called to pastor? They're not. Shouldn't be a church on every corner. Should be a few churches in every area, and that's it. God, God ordained churches. Not a church on every corner, but most people start churches because they're unwilling to submit. 2 Corinthians 11, 14 and 15. Here's the teachers. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing. You hear me preach these all the time. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. COVID ankle grabbers will answer for it. I'm not saying they're all going to hell. You're not going to hell because you had your church put masks on, but you certainly ushered in hell. And you caused a lot of people to never come back to church again. They just love it. You, you loosed whatever you sow, you will reap. You sowed Zoom services and watching church on screens, now you're reaping it. Now I'll close with this. A lot of you have heard me preach these, these scriptures separately, but I'm gonna preach them all together and watch how they come. Watch how they come together. 2 Peter 2, 18 through 22. This is one you hear me preach all the time. For when they, for when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh. They allure through the lust of the flesh. Through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. So you have, what does this mean? Now this is really tough on the Calvinist. It's really difficult to be a Calvinist and believe in eternal security when the Bible tells you exactly the opposite in numerous locations, including this. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. They are luring back into sin the saved person from the pulpit. 2.19, while they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. 
For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. There's the false teacher. Bringing people into bondage. Once I'm saved, I'm always saved. Watch the kids of those who believe in eternal security. Watch their kids. And none of them get saved. Why? Because they got saved when they were in VBS at three years old. They're living with their girlfriend. They're gay now, and they all believe they're eternally secure. Boy, they're going to be shocked on the day of judgment. Shocked. You're like, Tom, you're the only one I ever hear actually front up eternal security. I know. I don't know why. In the 80s, lots of people preached it. Why don't they now? Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. 1208, we're still good, right? I'll have Aaron making his way up here at 1210. 2 Peter 2, 20 through 22. Here's the ones you hear me preach all the time. Remember who this is talking to. Remember the first two verses. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves, those pastors, are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. If they have escaped the corruption of the world, by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and are again entangled in it and overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. That's what the false teacher does. It starts with masks, then it becomes homosexuality acceptance, and then it becomes there's more than one way. That's how it is. Worship team, make your way. Of them, the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit, and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. It's like the par- Listen, just like the parable of the sower says, four, three out of the four scenarios are not good, but that does not have to be you. You have a choice. A lot of you are, not I'm just gonna say a lot of you, but some of you in this room, I look around, there's new faces. New faces oftentimes are very stunned. Just not, listen, do you know when I got saved in 87 that this was common? What I'm doing right now is common. Nobody was stunned. You'd walk in and go, maybe it's not for me or whatever, but nobody was stunned. Now people walk in here like, this is foreign. This is absolute foreign. And I want to just encourage those of you that are currently sticking it out. Just keep doing it. And I want to tell you this too. We have people that, leave here for various reasons, but they were all on board with us in the stands that we've taken, but they, they, we, had, we had numerous people leave, probably 50, 60 people have left because I started laying hands on people. And I'm like, I don't know what you, okay, yeah, I know. You're like, wow, I don't get it. I don't either. They don't, they don't, maybe they don't believe in falling under the power or whatever. I'm like, you don't read the Bible, I guess. People fell under the power. I mean, the number one soul winner on the planet that's ever existed, the Apostle Paul, started on the ground. Started on the ground, you know. So people, people go for whatever. And then they go, and they're like, where, where are you going to go? 
And I'm not equating myself with Jesus. I'm just saying that I preach Jesus. And as Jesus said to the disciples when he asked them, are you, in John chapter 6, 53 through 67, are you also going to go? And he said, where, else we, where can we go? Who else has the words of life? I mean, if, if, there's a bunch of, now all, all other churches can have the words of life. There's a consequence to preaching it. There's people, listen, do you think anybody ever walked, I want to use names so bad right now, oh Lord, I know, I won't, Lord, I won't, I'm not, because <laughs> I want to say, do you think anybody would ever walk out of bleeps, church? <laughs> no, there he does, and it, you know what, it's a good feeling, it's a good feeling not to have people not walk out on you, it is, it feels good, but is it Christ-like? They all got up and left them. If it wasn't for two criminals, Jesus dies alone. Right? Amen? Amen. Praise you, Lord. Get something out of this today? Amen. Stand with me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You're going to do this quick because you're standing. Oh, everybody look up at me for just a second because I want to make sure. I'm sure Jeff announced it, but it's 12-12. You'll be out of here by 12-15. Is that good? All right. Don't forget now, because it's next Sunday, Jonathan will be here. Make sure, listen, you gotta do something. We're not gonna fill this place without you. Pray that, it's, it's Philemon 1-6, pray that you may be active in sharing your faith. Pray that God opens the door for you to invite somebody here. And here's the thing, here's the caveat. Don't worry about, well, you know what? They hate Tom. Tom's not preaching. I'm not doing anything from Sunday until the following Sunday morning. So they don't have to, you don't have to worry, listen. It's not that Jonathan's just as hard hitting, but just does it a different way. Maybe it'll land better with them, with him, who knows? But make sure that you pray that God opens the door for you to invite somebody every day. God will do it if you ask, yet you have not because you ask not, ask him. And let's make sure that we embarrassingly fill this place. Like we gotta scramble. We gotta scramble. When Jonathan is here, I got, I put the Wolverine on it. My wife. We're finding throw rugs for the sanctuary so we can start. I just don't, like I told you last week, and this may be my own hang up and I'm open to correction, but I just don't wanna pray up here over people on this floor with no cushion because some of you fall like a bag of hammers. Whoosh! And our catchers can't even catch you because you don't fall backwards. You just, it's like your soul left your body. Whoosh! And it just makes me nervous. But we're finding rugs for both Jonathan and I for next week. We're, try, we're gonna do all that we can. We're gonna station them out so we have places to pray. Because I can tell you, no matter what I do, no matter what I say, Jonathan's praying over people, period. And I'm gonna tell you something. There is no more powerful man of God on the planet. I'm telling you, you're, if you're against being touched by God, like, you know what? I don't believe in all that. I just, do, I do this. I challenge you to challenge God. Say, Lord, I, don't pray after me. I love you, I love you, seriously, God bless you. I do, really, you guys are fantastic. A really great church, just a fantastic church. Best church on the planet, it's right here. Seriously, seriously, right here, right here. But I challenge you to challenge God. Say, Lord, 
I don't believe in being out under the power. And if you want me to be out under the power, then you're gonna have to show me with Jonathan here. And Lord, I'll even do you a favor, I'll walk up. Now, I already believed in it, but I, was, I went and saw him in Naples. And I went up to, and, I, and he said, Pastor Tom, I'm gonna pray over you. And in Jonathan's style, he had a pink jacket on with his, with his medallion. And all I remember is the pink arm going back. And I was backwards on the floor. And listen, that, those are not what you seek after over and over and over again. Those are launching pads. What, what happened with Paul? Started on the ground. It was a launching pad. He didn't go find, try to be on the ground every week, but it was a launching pad, amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you need to get your life right with God today, backslidden Christian, or you've never been saved, this is really quick, you know already that it's you. You know already. Now, I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to bring you forward. I'm not taking you into a back room. Nothing. If you want to get your life right with God, I'm going to ask you to pray right where you're at. That is it. We're all going to pray with you. Nobody even knows that it's you but me. I'm your sole accountability this morning. If you need to get your life right with God, put, put your hand up right where you're at. Raise your hand right where you are. I got you. Got you to my right. Sweeping over to my left. Lots of people. You can put them down. Those of you who lifted up your hands, the entire church is going to pray this prayer out loud with you. You pray it directly to God, and your life is right with Him. Everybody pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you right now, and I give you my life. From this day forward, I turn from my sin, and I ask you to forgive me for all of my sin and I give you my life in repentance Lord in Jesus name church shouts every hand in the air blessings be upon you this week in Jesus mighty name church shouts one more time amen thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message we hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.